the good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. So, a bit different today, we're going to do a bit of a client call, I suppose, a client shout out, a client celebration. Um... And we're going to speak to Laura, who's kind of midway through, I don't know, I suppose midway through your, your sustained journey. Um, <laughs> and just really kind of celebrate some of the wins, what you've discovered, what's changed for you, and all that moving forward. So do you want to introduce yourself? I can do, yeah, sure. Um, so Laura, I've been with Sustain now since July. So um, I am married. I have a son who is six and a half. Um, and yeah, I live near um, Eastbourne on the south coast and I'm at home today in my eye shed. So this is my office in the garden where I work, which has been a, a massive blessing in 2020. <laughs> For anyone who's listening, she's decorated it with some beautiful tinsel adornments around there, yeah. getting into the festive spirit. <laughs> so straight off the bat, what results have you had so far? Let's get into that. Yeah, so um, I've been with Sustain since July, and before that I did um, a week kind of taster session. So between um, May and July, I did a week's taster session, and in that time, I then kind of did the rest on my own, which I lost around £7. And then when I started the daily coaching with James, which was in July, between then and now, I've lost two and a half stone. So three stone this year so far. She is unbelievable, especially, I've got to say, kind of, you know, I'm just speaking to a client who's just like going, 2020 has been just a terrible year. But, you know, he's, and to be fair, he's managed to pull out lots and lots of positives from it. It's still like saying, but I've managed to do this and do this. And I think, you know what I mean, for you to do that in these, you know, what would class is difficult times, what we for most people with a lockdown, with a lack mm. of exercise, with the kind of difficulty with food shopping, with all the stress and stuff like that is just absolutely unbelievable. Just super proud of what you've done. So kind of what was your life like beforehand, you know, kind of dieting attempts and kind of how did you feel? Yeah, so um, I turned 40 yesterday and... Um, Which I sang happy birthday to you. I know, it was a great, it was a great moment, James. That will never see the light of day. <laughs> um, and so I remember finding a diary from when I was um, 14. And in this diary, it said... Um, I, I'm, I'm 10 and a half stone and all the other girls at school are a lot heavier than me and uh, sorry, a lot lighter than me. I, I just, I don't want to be this size. I don't want to be this weight. And I think at 14 to have that and then years before being very conscious of it, um, it's been kind of a lifelong kind of on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off. And um, I think this year I just got to the point where I'm really bored of it. Like I'm so bored of the narrative um, and the life that it kept me living that it, it for me, it, it, it was the right time. Well, it wasn't the right time, actually. I don't think there is a right time, but it was just the time that I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm bored. 
So it's kind of, so, you know, obviously this has been going on for like 30 years or something. Mm. You, you're saying kind of, and it is, it's, it's so sad that, you know, we're kind of fighting this uphill battle with yeah. the scales and people's weight. Now, obviously we use people's weight. That's so why I said, you know, how you done? And you're like, I've lost three stone this mm. year, which is huge, you know, but it's not the only metric. Mm. I think that's one thing that I've really enjoyed about your messages is kind of when we talk, you talk about the, like your improved mindset and the choices mm. and how you feel about things and the fact that you can go out, you can have a meal, you know, you can enjoy your, your, your birthday yesterday and not feel yeah. any guilt from it. And those are just huge steps forward that I think, you know, just so many people need to make that sadly they don't because, mm. you know, like a, a post that I put up this week saying all these different, and you commented on actually, yeah. all these different signs of progress. And you're like, yep, yeah, seven out of seven. And it was like yeah. clothes fitting better, you know, improved sleep, improved energy, you know, better choices, better mindset. It's just been a, a kind of real pleasure to share your journey. It's kind of so how did you, I suppose, you know, if we go into the mindset a bit, like how do you feel you've changed from July when you first died? Because obviously something's massively shifted mm. for you to drew, drop this a massive amount of weight. Yeah, and I think the mind, I mean, don't get me wrong, like the scale weight is awesome. Like I'm not going to not losing free stone. It's wicked and it feels amazing. But more than that, like, the mindset shift is the bigger bit for me and it's bigger because I've lost that constant noise in my head that constant kind of voice of you know coming to like I don't know it's be it's the weekend so I'm gonna have a takeaway because it's the weekend or it's this so I'm gonna have that and and now I've done that now so I'm just that constant oh that's constant kind of noise in my head of food and then that constant feeling of how I felt about my body and how I looked and I think what kind of started to shift for me and from the mindset point of view is I think when we went into lockdown what I noticed is a couple of things so one is um kept hearing constantly on the news about corona and obesity and it was like there right in my face and I couldn't go anywhere from it because it was constantly on the news and I'm like I'm obese and now we've got this thing that no one really knows very much about. Like, I need to do something. I can't just ignore this because it's there. And also, when I talk about being there, being on, like, Zoom calls and team calls all the time, looking back at my face and just going, oh, I don't want to look like that anymore. And I think those things, like, really, and that, that first period of lockdown, just all the food, like, absolutely just binging more than I had in you know it was kind of those three things and I think and also because I knew this year I was turning 40 I was like god if I'm no one knows how long we're going to be in lockdown if I continue this way I'm going to be enormous and then like I'm going to feel even worse about myself so I think it's like a number of things that just made me think about this differently and from a mindset I thought actually why don't I flip this whole lockdown malarkey on its head and rather than seeing it as a thing of like, oh, God, we can't do this and we can't do it. What can I do? And what if I was to apply myself? And what if I was to show up every day? And what if I was just to commit to this and make this happen? And what if I started to make some changes rather than all the things that I couldn't? I've, I've done the whole like buying loads of rice and pasta and, you know, all the rest of it. Toilet rolls. I just need to do something different. Fantastic. And that's, you know, exactly what we set out to do when the first kind of like lockdown hit. That's what we were trying to encourage people to do is like, you know, we can't control what happens, but we can completely control how we react to things. But then also, you know, if we've got this thing, 
that you know you're more endangered by by you know your weight or your health mm. that's one thing that you can 100% take control of you yeah. know your food choices your exercise etc so that's huge so kind of previously actually you know going back to the the results these amazing results that you've had so far this year what diets had you tried and why do you think they hadn't worked yeah i mean i've done i've done most of them so i've done like weight watchers slimming world lighter life very strict paleo um and then various different kind of plans over the over the years and i think they focused me for a time but they mainly involved cutting things out and they mainly had a start and end date and they were mainly kind of goal driven from a point of oh I've got I don't know a wedding to go to a party to go to a celebration to go to though it wasn't really a oh actually I want to make a, a change permanently it was there was kind of a short-term approach to it and I was successful because I, my personality type is very much <clears throat> nothing. So when I diet, I can diet really, really well. Like I'm a pro <laughs> for like a few weeks and then something will knock me off and then the nothing will kick in and then I'm off the rails with it. Yeah, I think that's such a, a common approach that me and Josie all the time, that kind of, and even the words, I'm all or nothing. Mm. But sadly, like I said, it's, you know, it's like, people going to do like a, a 10k race or something and sprint in the first 500 meters and then just going, oh no, mm. I'm done. I'm absolutely done. I'm, I'm knackered. Mm. As opposed to, you know, kind of setting off at a more sensible. Sensible pace. That's what he's going to say, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Say that. You, you stopped at sensible. So I went pace. <laughs> well, did I, it must have been my internet connection. Um, yeah, I, one thing. One thing I just wanted to I, I wanted to throw in there was it's like I'm not a massive fan of the all or nothing thing, and I think the race is a good idea because the idea of being all or nothing suggests that you sometimes can do it and sometimes you can't do it. Mm. But like you're saying with a 10k, if you sprint the first k and you don't finish, then you haven't run a 10k. And I think that for someone to be all or nothing, there has to be periods where they're at their goal and periods that they aren't. And I mm. think that so often people never reach their goals. So their approach is all or nothing. But then it's a bit like, you know, the word you said there was, a, you know, I'm a pro at doing it. So I would say you're a pro at doing it one week a month. And yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. And it's almost people kind of wear it like a badge of honour. And I think that actually it needs to be recognised for what it is, which is an ineffective approach, you know, and it's, yeah. it's hard. And it's that thing. Of, you're obviously very good at this inner reflection and going, well, you know, something's got to change now and being aware that there is more you can do and mm. kind of pulling your head out the sand and I think that maybe seeing yourself in the zoom calls was a good example of that because I was interested to think you know why did that not happen before yeah or what was you know what was the difference now because obviously you know we've all got moments where we look in the mirror or someone says something and there's but then this time something different has happened yeah. I wonder if it's just because I don't know I yeah. guess that's kind of what I'm, and what I I'm think asking. so I didn't look in the mirror and I didn't have photos so I think being spending 60 hours a week looking back at your reflection it's like a really harsh reality where I'd managed to avoid for, for, you know, obviously I'd see myself, but not in that kind of, um, you know, the extent to which. And I think that all or nothing thing, what I started to realise is that, or I've been realising over the last couple of years is that's not just applicable to my eating. That's like in every aspect of my life. And I think I had a really big wake up call about three and a half years ago because I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis 
And what I realised with that diagnosis was that it gave me answers to all the symptoms that I was experiencing, why I felt as I did and why left-hand side of my body was numb and tingling at various different points and pins and needles and the fatigue that I was experiencing, the cognitive kind of challenges that I was facing. But in doing that, I realised that actually in the sort of the curiosity kind of kicked in to learn more about it. And what I realised is that it's a it's a condition that's activated is switched on by your environment and it you know like so many other things are like cancer and then many other and I was like fuck like I get I've got to do something about it so that whole all or nothing thing was like I started to make shifts then and so what I've had particularly like during this sustained time is this notion around like practice makes progress so if a situation faced me where I'm like, oh, I've just worked really late, I'm knackered, I really want to take away because I can't be asked to cook, or I don't fancy what I've got, in that moment I would stop myself and just go practice makes progress because by practicing not getting a takeaway, by practicing making a meal or, or eating a meal that, do you know what, I didn't 100% fancy it, that's going to help me make progress. So I haven't, on, the, on sustain, I haven't been super strict. I've been, you know no pun intended but it's been sustainable it's been very deliberate and it's been in that middle kind of like just keep on keeping on rather than having these big kind of focus 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 and then off yeah i think yeah one of the things oh sorry go on, go on. i was gonna say yeah i think that that's the, the <laughs> we'll get it we'll get there eventually that's one of the issues with like say like you know you saying i've not been super strict and you don't have to be the, no. the big struggle that people have is not being i'm not super strict enough He's, you're not consistent enough like you said yeah. you know you'll do a couple of weeks amazing and then it'll be like a few months not so good mm. and it's kind of you know if you think about you know you're going down the, the supermarket aisle and people either are all down one side or they're completely down the other side you know one side's full of you know vegetables and protein and fruit the other side's full of biscuits mm. and crisps and cake when you can kind of drift between the two you know you can go down the middle you can drift towards some cake for a little bit as long as you go back you know you probably best off spending more time on the, the fruit and veg side yeah. but you certainly can dip into it and i think the, the number one issue with people with dieting whatever approach is is just that consistency like you said yeah. you know, people will go paleo and then they'll have some bread and go well that's it it's all over mm. you know I, i've blown it so then i'll just go all completely back to what i was doing before or you know they'll go keto and then they'll have some carbs and they'll oh well, i've ruined it like just be consistent be as consistent mm. as you can you know, kind of go back to example we had with one of Joe's clients who wanted to do 90 days alcohol-free. She got to day 60, she had a drink, quit. Like, mm. well, surely going 89 days or 88 days or even 80 days out of 90 days alcohol-free would also be a fantastic goal. And that would just be more consistency. So for me, yeah, I think that the biggest thing is finding something that you can do consistently and not mm. panic about being perfect or... Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, that, that all of, so it's so common, the all or nothing, but you just go, has this been serving me? For the last yeah. 30 years, it hadn't. Yeah. You. But I really feel like, not, I was going to say we've beaten it out of you, we're not beaten out of you. Yeah, yeah. You've kind of, and, and kind of going back to what you were saying there about, it's so important to register these small wins and kind of look backwards at these things and, and kind of really take note. And again, going back to the, the different signs of progress is, there are those times where you're like, I can't be bothered to cook just gonna yeah. get a takeaway but then you go you know what let me just oh you know i don't want this meal i want to have something else and then you just have it and you go actually 
I'm fine now. That's over yeah, and done yeah. with. Yeah. And I was speaking to a client there and she, she'd avoided the beige buffet at, at work. I was like, any regrets from that? And she's like, no, mm-hmm. I don't at all. And it's just like, once you get past it, you realize it wasn't such a big thing. And then you've got more evidence in the bank for the next time when you go, oh, I can't be ass cooking. I might just get a takeaway. You go, hang about. Last time I cooked a meal and I felt much better for doing that. Yeah. Not just like health wise, but just like psychologically, like I'm so glad I just saved myself a thousand calories yeah. and 20 quid. So yeah, it's, it's just, again, acknowledging those things. And that's, you know, a big part of kind of what we do as coaches yeah. and try and point these out. And that's why we're constantly asking what do you think about this choice? Yeah. Regrets on this choice. How do you feel about this? Mm. this kind of, but I remember of, listening to a post that Joe did ages ago now about majors and minors. And I think, Joe, you'd use an example around the alcohol thing and, and, and your experience of chocolate. And I think for me, chocolate was one of my majors. And I, I just remember listening to that and thinking it was so refreshing hearing someone in the line of work that you're in talking about that. Because I think there's an assumption that I've made over the years where as somebody that's always been overweight, it must be that other people don't struggle in the same way or they don't have their challenges. And, and that naivety of, well, if you're kind of a healthy body weight and you know what you're doing, none of these things are difficult. And I think I remember listening to that and you talk, Joe, about like being in the shop and standing there with a load of bar of chocolate. And I'm like, I do that all the time. Like that's <laughs> like me. And I'd given up and it was so refreshing, especially to hear a man talk about that as well. Because I think as women, we probably talk about the whole chocolate and wine and all the rest of it. <laughs> and it just made me think about how I gave up alcohol about eight years ago because it just didn't serve me in any way, shape or form. And um I was like, I'm just going to do it like just for a month and just to see. And I think it breaking it down in terms of like, oh, I wonder what would happen if I just didn't have it for a, a week. What? And then it just went on. And eight years later, I haven't touched it. And it does not bother me at all. I've done the same with chocolate. You know, I've had hardly touched it since July. And that would be something that I'd be freaking on all the time. Like, you know, and now like I had my birthday cake yesterday was lush had some chocolate I was like "Mm, it's not this I'm like doesn't have the same effect because it just does take I've not had it for so long that now on aim time I was nice but it's not that same I don't know like guilt or shame secrecy or binging it's just like it is what it is it's just a food and I'm like that's all right nice yeah great I think it's interesting if you look at I've spoken about this to some of my clients recently about how just how the brain works and how there's like the giant chocolate buttons. They started doing white chocolate buttons. And they do orange chocolate buttons. Yeah. And there's part of me that's like, Oh, I wonder what they taste like. Like, yeah. you know what a chocolate button tastes like. <laughs> this is a white one. It's an orange one. And the way that human beings, I don't know the psychology of it, but it's really, it must it'd be really interesting to know is that we've just got that temptation to be like, oh, what's it going to be like? It's yeah. going to be like the other 400 different chocolates you've had. Yeah. And I think that getting this, it's really hard to do. And I was talking to someone earlier who was saying, about how simple fat loss is. And I was saying, and they were kind of beating themselves up about it. And I said, that's like saying to an alcoholic, just stop drinking. Mm. Or a gambler, just stop gambling. Yeah. Like, this is absolutely useless advice. And there's a quote I read the other day, that's like, you become a builder by building. And the stuff that you said there about kind of stopping each day, reminding yourself and saying about me and going through that process and that people believe that you just fluke this stuff or that some people have got it and some people don't. And of course, there's like a biological element to that. And other people have got more willpower than others. There's loads of stuff you can work on. And I think that having done more of this stuff is that, you know, I could reel off in 30 seconds the things people need to do to lose weight. 
it's not a knowledge issue it's a nice. skill issue and the problem with that is it takes a lot of time to learn a skill people want it to be a knowledge issue and a lot of the unsuccessful clients i've had will finish their coaching and say i've learned loads mm. and i don't want to say it disappoints me but that's not what i'm here for i'm not mm. to teach i'm not here to teach people stuff i'm here for them to master it yeah and you've obviously gone a long way to doing that and it's good to see and I'm glad I'm glad that my content struck home I'll do more yeah really did but I don't think that when I get to I mean I am probably about midway of my journey weight loss wise there's probably about another three-ish stone to go which will require a different level of digging in and mindset and thinking about and, and cracking on with but I don't really see that I'll be eating any differently when I get to that goal weight and I think that's one of the biggest differences with sustain is that everything else I've done has been so restrictive to varying degrees that there was always like oh I can't wait to get to goal weight so I can then go back to eating normal which I then did and then obviously the weight went on so I don't really see that as being very just carry on eating in this way because it's just normal and I've never had a normal relationship with food before and that's just how it has to be one of the, mm. the things I've one of, my, one of my ladies has adopted really well was you know say you want to get from A to C A to B is losing the weight C is living your life without it. It's like that. You know, if, if you lose the weight in six months or a year, you know, how old do you, you want it to be? Most people are going to want to reach at least 80. So mm. if you do it in a year, you've done one fortieth. You know, you've done two yeah. and a half percent of your journey. And I think that when people just look at it and they go, right, 28 days, three months, 91 days, whatever it's going to be, straight away, I'm like, red flags. This is yeah. the wrong approach to have. You know, we need to be thinking longer term. And again, that thing of, I'll just learn this skill and then I'll go off and I'll do it. Like, just doesn't work like that it's not driving a car it's not yeah. a piece of art you hang on the wall and you enjoy this is something that you have to keep working on you know the weeds will grow it's like yeah my things like it's like allotments have to keep working on this it will yeah. not become automatic like i'm still tempted by chocolate it's not going to go away and i've been mm. doing it for it's two it's two years as of the 7th of february since i started that and i'm still tempted you know yeah. it's still hard i wouldn't say it's hard it just gets easier but mm. not effortless either but I think that's that mindset thing as well I've noticed is I'm not thinking of like how I am now. Normally, like if I was doing a diet as such, I'd be like, oh, okay, I need to train tonight because I've said I'm going to do three times because I've got this goal that I'm working to. Whereas now it's like I train how often ever I train based on how I'm feeling and how I want to be feeling, not because I'm trying to do it to lose weight. And the same with food. It's like I just eat this way. It's not really... And that comes back to that kind of on or off. There isn't an on or off. It's just a way. And I mean, that's like with seven months of practicing and showing up every day to it and being honest. Um, One of the things I've picked up recently that ties into that quite nicely is about trying to align your actions to your values. Yeah. So very few people will say binging is aligns to the values of the kind of person I want to be. Whereas exercising, eating well, being mindful, being focused, being diligent, that will tie into the values that people want and it then makes it irrefutable. So one of the biggest issues that you have with people is quitting. Is people get to a point where they go, I don't want to do any more, I'm done. Hands off, off I go. Whereas if you can then say, well, actually, three months ago, these are the values that you listed out and you said were integral to how you want to live your life. You sure you want to quit? Yeah. You know, can you honestly hand on heart say that's the case? And of course you can't, because it's, you know, that's how you've chosen to live your life. Mm. You've picked those values. And that was that was something that I'm looking to do you know, with some of my clients or bringing into sustain, depending on what James thinks. But I thought that was really, you know, it becomes who you are then. If you say, I'm a runner, 
you're going to run more often. Yeah. If you say, I'm going to run for 28 days, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, or not for, not forever anyway. Yeah. But that's one of the best books that I've read is Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's phenomenal. And it talks about all of that kind of stuff and habit stacking and, you know, all of those kind of things. So it's like I will make a promise and commitment to myself, for example, that I will do some yoga every day. But the promise and commitment, the habit that I make is sitting, is putting my yoga mat out and sitting on it. That's it. That's how like and nine times out of 10, I do something when I'm on it, like because it but that notion of just it's not about I'm going to do yoga every day. It's like I get my yoga mat out every day. That's yeah. And he breaks it all down into those. That for me has been really, really helpful. It's just going to make it more likely to happen. Mm. You know, and that's what, again, like something that we kind of preach. We know that the people that we deal with are busy. You know, they have families, they have jobs. So it's not about, right, you have to cook everything from scratch, mm. fresh that day, each meal, because it's just not practical. No. You know, if you have to get a ready meal, you know, which I know we sometimes I love a ready meal <laughs> with you, yeah. then fine, go with that. You know, there's so many good options out there. We've, we've gone past the horse meat scandal, you know, yeah. it's not about Finder's frozen bloody lasagnas or whatever. You know, if you have yeah. to batch cook, if you have to do a bit of planning, it's whatever's going to be the easiest way. You know, if you out run about on a meeting and you've got stuck and you go to the supermarket and you buy a pack of ham and a pack of melon. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. Might not look like a meal, but you've got some protein, you've got some yeah. vitamins, minerals, you've got some fiber in there. It's finding what works for you and what makes it as easy as possible. And kind of just going back to what you're saying about, you know, you're finding something that you can do consistently because you've been doing it for mm. kind of six months. And, yeah. you know, there might be another six months or seven months that we end yeah. up working together. But it will get easier because the more reps you get, you know, just like in the gym, just like any skill, you know, if you do a million golf swings, the millionth yeah. one is going to be a lot better than the first one, or you'd hope so. Yeah. So the more you do these actions, the more practice you become at them. Yeah. Then it will be easier. Lockdown gives is given a chance. Like I thought about this year, it's a bit like being in an incubator. And it's a bit like having this kind of like taking it in a positive way of this being a bit of a bubble to focus. Because the other thing that I think I was reflecting on this before this call, that I think it's been really helpful is normally when I've tried to lose weight before, like everyone's got an opinion on it. Friends, family, everyone looks at you as you're losing weight and you start to get, oh, you've lost a lot of weight. How have you done it? And oh, no. And, and, and just that constant dialogue. Whereas because I've been at home, and I've not been going into work. And because I've been, you know, not seeing people as much, like I haven't had that constant chat about it all the time. It's just got on and done it. And I hadn't realised before how hard, what impact that that had had when people constantly want to talk about it. And they put their own stuff on you and they push, they just project their own stuff on you where they, they think you've lost too much it's too quick it's what why are you doing it that way you should be doing it this way so getting rid and cutting through of that noise and clearing that space up just to be focused has been really really helpful and then in doing that just sticking with sustain so sticking like with the communities the conversations that we have and not getting distracted by other stuff because otherwise then I get start to get not overwhelmed but then there starts to be more noise <sighs> it's like well no i'm showing up to this this is my commitment i don't need a, the rest of it it totally makes sense to me i know lana's on the call i can see her she's been getting some grief off people like going, you're losing too much weight you've lost too much and it's like it, it's yeah. it now it's generally you know it's almost like that thing when people are like go and have a drink don't be boring or go and have some cake don't be boring yeah. like i don't get any more exciting eating cake it's just no. you feel self-conscious 
But well, then they you, tell you their care. stories about how they want to lose weight or they've put on weight. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need to know any of that. I'm not interested in the nicest possible way, but I just have to be focused on me and show up for me. And then I can get the results that I've gotten. But yeah, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Just make sure you tell them about sustain and we'll, we'll be <laughs> all right with it. <laughs> just, like, yeah, I just don't want to talk to it. No, please talk to everyone uh, about your fantastic journey. That's why we do this, uh, this call. But yeah, I just think, what do you, what has been your biggest kind of win or your biggest, yeah, I suppose your biggest win of the, the post, the coaching period so far, other than obviously the, the weight loss? Yeah, I think my biggest win is that I can, it's like yesterday, like I ate exactly what I wanted. And then to just eat that, and I had thought about it, like not overthought about it, but I had thought about what I wanted. And we are in we are in lockdown and because of my MS, I've deliberately limited kind of going out and about and stuff. So it was very limited. But to eat those things and to enjoy them and then just to be back to normal today and it not be a thing and then it not go over. And the food doesn't talk to me anymore. Like the food doesn't wink at me when I open the cupboard of like, you could have this and more you could have just what. It's just, it's just food it's not even like it's just I feel like I've got more energy not only because of the weight loss but just not this stuff in my head constantly like yesterday went and played tennis and I was like and I hadn't even overthought like well I should be doing exercise it's like that's quite a fun thing to go and do and I got to move my body and then I did a peloton ride and I was like that was cool got to move my body and it's just normalizing how my relationship with food and my relationship with my body and it just feels good love it i think that's a huge thing i'm sure joe will agree like our entire aim is for clients to just be happy and Mm. be in control and comfortable and happy with their choices no matter what now if they want to eat victoria sponge covered in chocolate ganache yeah sounds delicious oh, good. For, for their birthday cake then i want you to eat that what i don't want is someone go oh i'm absolutely gutted i'm so i feel so bad about eating this i want you to go and have like the day you did it like it's your birthday it's one day a year mm. and because of that consistency that you've built up it doesn't matter you know if that was happening four times a week then we'd have yeah. some issues or if you felt guilty about that then we'd have some issues but and that, can, again, kind of comes down to consistency, isn't it? Like, I'm happy with any choices that my clients make. I'm never going to tell them off. I just offer advice. And, and that's why I often check in to say, how do you feel the weekend went? Or, you know, how do you feel about these choices? How do you feel this meal went? Yeah, because- I think that probably took me a while to get my head around as well, because I think I've spent so long doing various different diets and various different approaches and it's a bit like what do you mean you're going to treat me like an adult like what I have to actually take ownership of this <laughs> good bad or ugly and I think sometimes it felt at the beginning it was almost like a test I know it's not now but like it's like what do you mean am I happy with my what no. <laughs> so I think it's if I feel like um because I've sort of committed to myself that I will at least sign up for a year of, of daily coaching because I, I need I like it feels like I've got stabilizers on I'm doing my thing I know what I'm doing but I've just got that comfort and security and that daily kind of accountability that keeps me on the straight and that and gives me that chance to practice so I will have gone through every different scenario within a given year so it gives me that 
that kind of practice. But yeah, being a grown up about it, that's a first. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's, it's huge because like say, you know, if you just sent me your food diary and you'd gone, I had, you know, bacon sandwiches for breakfast and I had this chocolate cake and this and that. And I'd gone, well, what, why did you do that? You shouldn't have mm. done that. You know, bacon sandwiches, you know, there's no real nutrition in that, blah, blah, refined carbohydrates, chocolate. And you'd be like, hang about, James, it was my birthday. Mm. Like, cool. But if you go, yeah. I've eaten this, this, and this, you know, I went out for a meal, had three courses. It was absolutely delicious. Totally loved it. Yeah. 100% worth it. Yeah. Sweet. That is perfect for me. That's the perfect approach. I just want, you know, clients to make guilt free choices. Mm. But then be realistic, you know, if you're going out for five meals a week or something and having three courses and people are like, I'm totally happy with these choices, I'm not happy with my results. Yeah. Then I have think to... as well, like I've got, you know, come Monday when I weigh in, weigh in I've got no expectation that I'm going to lose this week and it does not bother me at all because then I can see like the other wins. So I might not, nothing might happen on the scales next week or it might go up, might say whatever. But then when I think about the day that I had yesterday, when I think about how I feel, when I think about that noise that's not in my head and that I've just been able to kind of get back to my, norm, my new normal, then it doesn't matter what it shows on the scales. And that's what I've really enjoyed with your journey. Like, you, you know, you've kind of picked up, uh, you've mentioned it there. It's like you've taken control back over the food. Mm. And I'd say also, we're still working on it, on your weight. You know, we've had a yeah. couple of things where you've kind of messaged me going, a little bit disappointed with this week. And then like about... An hour later, you sent me another message like, actually, I'm all right now. <laughs> a, yeah, here's a massive list of all the positive things that I've done this week. Like, so, you know, if someone sends me 10 positive things that they've noticed this week, like improved choices or sleep or energy and all those things, that massively outweighs that one thing that, you know, basically, if you have a we, you're lighter. Yeah. It's yeah. not, you know, the best measurement of progress. Again, yeah. you know, you've lost three stone. That's not all we, that's for sure. No. There's definitely a lot of fat there. <laughs> But for the long-term progress, you know, the the consistent, how consistent you are with your food choices, you know, the improved mindset, you know, the the improved control that you've got over, you know, you, yourself, really, your choices is just huge. It's massive. Mm. And that's kind of why I wanted to, I invited you on this call to, you know, to celebrate that. It's because it needs recognizing. It's not just, Laura's lost three stone this year. Whoa, brilliant. It's like, Laura's got this amazing story you know of kind of how she's gone from you know someone for 30 years struggling to now going you know what yeah i'm gonna go out and have some cake i'm gonna have a nice meal out i'm gonna do this mm. not feel bad about it you know i'm gonna yeah. do some exercise yeah. i'm gonna eat well i'm gonna enjoy my food i'm gonna come up with problems for my solution uh, solutions for my problems mm. and it's just so nice to see that you've embraced the coaching and it's you know completely changed your mindset it's, it's lovely to see yeah, I feel like a different person. And like even with my MS, like I don't, the symptoms aren't showing up in the same way, which is phenomenal. Like absolutely. I mean, they get aggravated due to stress and tiredness and fatigue and stuff. But on a day-to-day, like I'm training four or five times a week, um, doing a variety of different strength, uh, bike, whatever, walking. Like I just, I feel really, really good. Whereas I would have been 12 months ago, I would have been, taking painkillers to get through a day or think oh I must train so I'll take some painkillers before I was training so I wouldn't be in so much pain while I was training and even that like just learning to listen to my body and how much to push and how much to kind of just go with it has been there's been a lot of learning um and 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 yeah learning from that as well yeah I can't remember what it was there was something you did you had like a day event where you went out for a day yeah 
what, was, what was that again? In the summer, and that would have normally been like, well, it's a long day, so we'll stop at the services for a McDonald's breakfast. Um, and then while we're there, we'll get like, eat as much as you like pizza because there's nothing else to eat, so I'll have to do that. And then, well, you get back late, so you'd have to have a takeaway. So that would have been like a really, the whole food situ would have been planned out beforehand normally. Whereas when I went in the summer, I was like, I'd made lunch to take with me. I packed, I had some breakfast before I left and took a snack with me as well. And then I'd had dinner prep for when I got in and I had the best day. Like I had so much more energy. I didn't take any painkillers. I walked around all day. I had one little sit because it got really hot and I got a bit pooped, but that was it. And then I didn't have like a food hangover the next day because I hadn't gorged on God knows what. And it was just normal. And then it was just about a family day together rather than this, like, what can I get away with? Which used to be my mindset on when I would use like days out as excuses for kind of getting away. Getting, I don't know who I was getting away from, but getting away from um, and, and being able to get away with eating whatever I wanted. Brilliant. And that all kind of comes back to that, you know, like you said, like, well, I have to be an adult. It's, <laughs> and, that, and that's, I think, you know, again, just to pick up, on what you said, like, you know, people want set rules. This is good. This is bad. You know, paleo, you have no refined carbohydrates. You have none of this. You know, if you do do that, then you've broken the system, you know, whatever, you know, if you go over on your points or your sins, then you've broken the system. And it's just, you know, nutrition is just not black or white. It's such a scale of gray. You know, like I said, you know, if you eat 200 grams of chocolate, that's a lot of calories. You have 20 grams of chocolate. It's not a lot of calories. Mm. Drink a bottle of wine, a lot of calories, glass of wine, not a lot. You know, everything can fit. And that's why, you know, that's why we do the one-to-one coaching is so we can support our clients and we can just say, you know what, don't worry about it. You have two biscuits. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, you know, you can have your birthday yesterday and then you just get straight back to normal as you did today. Or, you know, people will make a poor choice on their lunch or on their dinner. Okay, we'll just make sure that your next meal is a good choice and the meal after that and the meal after that and you know like i said with the example with the lady who did 60 days without alcohol and then just quit well no just make sure that day 61 is without alcohol and day 62 yeah. and day 63 so it's just about everyone's gonna make mistakes everyone's gonna mess up but it's not a failure it's just a little blip and you just get yeah. back up as, as fast as possible it's really yeah. something that we we preach for you guys i think it's also about self-respect in as much as I believe that I believe that I deserve to feel good. I just believe that I deserve to have love it. I believe that I deserve to be happy. And I think in in those beliefs that have been getting stronger this year, then that that links into what my non-negotiables are. So like I have a lunch break every day. Like I'm not sat at my desk eating. It's just a no, it's just a non-negotiable because if I don't factor those things in like I always have breakfast I always have lunch I always have dinner they're just they're just my non-negotiables whereas again in the past it would have been like oh I'm really busy so I won't have lunch like oh it's really busy so like I'll have to get a takeaway so it's just being really clear on what they are because I respect myself enough to fuel myself in the right way and to feel feel how I want to feel to have the energy to do the things I want to do love it and it is again it's it's finding what fits for you and again that's why it comes down to the one-to-one coaching it's not just a cookie cutter Mm. right laura here's your plan uh lona here's your plan george here's your plan mark here's your plan 
it's right. What's going to work for you? And that's why we, you know, we're so into asking questions like, you know, it'd be great to see some protein at breakfast. What do you think would work for you? Not yeah. want to see some protein at breakfast, have protein powder in your oats. Like, well, I don't really like protein powder in my oats. <laughs> and that's a <laughs> good gag. That's why, um, you know, we leave it so open. Like, and again, not to say this is why we coach, but it's still then we can advise people. Because if I just go, right, I want you to have protein and veggie breakfast. And someone goes, right, add three pork sausages, two fried eggs, two pieces of bacon, avocado, and some spinach. Like, mm. okay, you definitely have protein and veg there, but that's about a million calories. Yeah. So let's maybe switch that up. And again, it's it's just finding what works for people. And that's why it works so well. I mean, kind of how have you found the coach? I know you said like kind of initially at first, you'd be like, is this a, is this a quick, you know what I mean? I might be, how have you found the coaching compared to you know you've done you've been on the block a few times how you find the coaching compared to other diets you've done or even you know i suppose like weight watchers will do have a an element of coaching in them but have you found it different or what's been the major differences yeah and i just thought of another one i've done as well because there's been many like the james smith academy has been another one as well which has kind of a a check-in point but i think the big difference for me the daily coaching is it demands a level of honesty from from me and i think For me, what I really value and appreciate with the daily coaching is that you get the context in which I'm living and working. You get, you know, you know about like family life and working life and you're not trying to get me to a point of it being perfect. You're trying to get me to a point of it being manageable and workable and and being realistic about it. So I think, you know, I think when I first started the daily coaching, it helped because it felt like I almost had like James on my shoulder guiding my choices and but it's evolved from that really that thinking about it in that way really helped in the beginning but I think more it's kind of actually asking questions when I get stuck thinking about kind of well I've got this situation coming up here's what I'm thinking about doing was there anything you would suggest or and and just that notion of kind of being coached through and being asked the questions just make me think about things differently. Yeah, it's building up that skill set that's mm. so important for you to then go off on your own. Like you said, you know, yeah. so then we see so many people work reactively. Yeah. You know, oh, I went out and I did this and did that. Okay, well, what did you plan? You know what I mean? If we can discuss this, like you say, you know, if you've got a meal out coming up or, you know, like my client who had the, the beige buffet coming up, and then it's important for me not to then just dictate and say, do this, this, and this, because it depends on what you're prepared to do. You know, so it, I'll ask, you know, again, it, it comes down to asking questions. Like, yeah, it's made approaches. me more confident and aware of what I need and what works for me. And I remember like early, very, really early on, because I would have like a smoothie for breakfast and you'd be like, wow, I wouldn't fill me up. Does that really fill you up? Like, if it doesn't, let's just come back to it. But like that works for me. And I think in and having those questions being asked and of kind of, you know, going, okay, let's see how that goes. It's not, it's just kind of always coming back and revisiting these things and thinking about them and knowing that there's kind of other options available as well. Yeah, love it. It's just all about kind of checking in and yeah, like I say, see, see what works for you. And I can only voice again, I it's just all advice. Me and Joe just give people advice. We don't tell people what to do, we don't tell people off. It's not it's not our style, it's not our job. So yeah, I'll just check in with clients. Just like, you know, you had a smoothie breakfast. Did you find that filling? Because for me, it's not that filling. But yeah. I'm conscious that some people think diet 
smoothie, shake, soups. Yeah. And I would, that might be one meal for me. You know, I'd be absolutely starving. So yeah, I think again, it's all that, that learning, developing the skills, you know, to go back to the example that Joe said is there will be some people, you know, say any sport that you do, anything that's skill-based, there'll be some people who have a natural flair at it. So mm. there's some people who just diet really easily, lose weight really easily. And there's other people who really struggle at it. Mm. You know, so you'll get people who can run marathons with very little training, mm. whereas I would really struggle with it. <laughs> but I'd still be able to improve on what I'm doing now. And I think that's one thing that people get caught up on is, well, I'm not doing as well as this person or, you know, mm. my friends are losing more weight than me. It's like, well, cool. If they were faster than you at running, you will not be like, well, I'm just going to stop running. You can yeah. make progress. You know, you can still run a little bit faster you can still get a little bit fitter and you can still yeah. lose weight you know you might not lose it at the same rate as someone else but it's so important to remember this is your journey yeah and even that like noticing what the scales are doing like I can start to see patterns evolving as well and I'll go for a couple of good weeks and then it will stay the same for another couple of weeks and when you start to see that it's and it's irrespective of what I've eaten or like and it, that's just how i and that's been quite interesting as well, just observing, like having no, not passing any judgment of it, but just go, okay, it's that week again, or okay, I'm like, well, I wonder what will happen next week. And you're like, oh, there's a, there's a big loss. You're like, okay, yeah, that's the third or fourth time that's happened now. So kind of coming at it from a place of curiosity. Yeah, taking the emotion out of this, the scales is a, is a big kind of battle and something that me and Joe try and push. And like you said, you like you know you weigh in and you go like, well, I want to expect that. That's, that's mm. interesting. I wonder what that is. But then more importantly, sticking with that consistency and just pushing forward because like you've and seen... And that's been really hard. You know yeah. that I found that really hard and that kind of notion of like, okay, and we're going again. And it's that kind of again and again and just keep coming back to it. Um, yeah, and, and that's getting easier over time. But there is some weeks where it's not been quite the result that I'd hoped for. And you're like, oh. it's like, cool, we go again. Because this isn't about an end point. This is about the progress, you know, the continual progress. And that's when it's so important to step back and go, I've lost three stone in six months. Yeah. It's like, I've not lost weight this week, but yeah. I'm probably going to lose next week. And then yeah. you can step back and go, oh, yeah, that is really good and if i said to someone if i you know when you initially signed up i was like you know what we can lose three stone in six months you'd be like yep yeah, here's my money sign yeah. me up i'd be like but some weeks you're not gonna lose any weight but overall you're gonna lose yeah. three stone you'd be like yes 100 and that's what you got to bear in mind so let's start to wrap this up i'm conscious i don't want to take any more time your time up what's the big goal what's the big dream goal put you on the spot I think I think I'm living the goal in as much as like I feel like my relationship continues to normalize with food it continues to normalize with exercise it continues to normalize with my with how I look and how I feel I'm starting to see my son pay attention to the way in which I'm living now and how I'm showing up in terms of food and exercise not anything I'm pushing but he's like oh, I really want big muscles I really want big muscles like Thor. So he's got his little one pound dumbbells and he does his little workouts and stuff. And that's really cool. And I think to me, it's as long as I've got the energy to do the things that I want, like that's the goal. And I, I haven't got a goal weight. I'll just keep going until I'm going and until it feels right to, to stop. And um, and I think it, I've not really thought about it actually until you asked the question, but I think it is. It's like 
that is the goal. That is the big dream, just to live a life like this where I'm not consumed by food. Brilliant. Absolutely love it. Loving that he's um, taking note, he's kind of taking note of what you're doing. It's so important that we kind of don't, you know, give this like, no, I can't eat that. That's bad. You know, mm. not eating this. Mummy's not eating this. Yeah. It just sends such a wrong message again for that for that balance. Like, it's okay to have a slice of cake. Yeah. It's okay to have some chocolate. Don't yeah. worry about it. So I've just got a couple of messages for you. Uh, one from Joseph. Happy birthday for yesterday, Lauren. Huge oh, congratulations on your three-star loss. Sounds so positive and that's great. And then Lorna says, well done, Laura. You're absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you. So that's it. Thank you very much for joining us. Joe, have you got anything to add? Any questions? No, all good. Very so impressed. Unusual for you to be very quiet. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story again super proud of kind of sharing your journey and just how far you've come so far and i'm excited about the next chapter yeah me too it's really cool brilliant well we'll have to check in again then yeah definitely. right thank you very definitely. much for joining us thanks so much cheers guys see you bye, bye. bye guys bye, bye. <laughs>